Nedarim daf mem of adalef, apathy kills. Lo shiyecheh v'lo shiyemut. Just about six weeks ago, we were in Ketuvot, we were learning daf kuf dalad, and we came across a Rabbi Kiveger, a Rabbi Kiveger, that great Talmudic light of the late 18th century, a time where there was so much brilliant terror going on in Europe. That was the time of the Vilna Gon, of the Ketzeh Sachoshin, the Nesivas HaMishvet, uh, the Chassam Sofa, there were just some amazing, amazing minds and tzaddikim in, uh, in the world of Torah in Eastern Europe. And one of the bright lights was Rabbi Kiva Eger with a very, very powerful mind. And apart from writing halachic works and, and, and various different forums that we have today, he also wrote notes on the side of his Gemara. And there back in Ksubistav Kuftalud, we had a note from Rabbi Kiva Eger referencing the run on our page here, on Daf Mem Ahmed Aleph. And, and we'll have a look at that run and, and some understanding around it. The issue on Daf Kuftalud, you might remember, was the very sad story of Rebbe's last few days uh, and the people of, of the town of, of Tsipuri where Rebbe was, was dying um, declared a fast day and that everybody should daven for Rebbe. Um, and at that time, the maid, the, the, the woman who was taking care of, of, of Rebbe's house, went up onto the roof and she said, You up in Shomayim want Rebbe, and we down here need him. We need Rabbi Yudanasi. May we down here be victorious over your world up there, and may Rebbe recover. Uh, and, and so it fits into the piece of Gomorrah that we're learning here in Nadorim about Bikur Cholim, about davening for a sick person and being with a sick person. The story goes on in Ksubis that, that when she saw how Rebbe was suffering, he had to go to, the, to, to relieve himself so many times. And every time he went to the bathroom, he had to take his tefillin off and his tefillin on. And he wasn't well and he was weak and he was in pain and it was difficult for him every single time. And she saw this was not doing any good. And eventually she said, now, I think the time has come that the upper forces, your world, Hashem, should overpower the lower forces, and uh, and it's time for Rebbe to pass away. Uh, but people didn't stop davening. The Rabbonin and the Beis Hamedrash were davening and davening. They were saying Tehillim for, for Rebbe, uh, and and they wouldn't let Rebbe die. That's, by the way, the power of, of Tefillah, that one can hold an individual in this world. So she takes a, a vessel from the roof and she shatters it down on the earth. And in the moment that the people in the Beis Hamedrash uh, become distracted and stop davening just for the moment, uh, they stopped davening for, for Rebbe, for Nach Nafsheh to Rebbe, and Rebbe passed away. Uh, the question is, the Gemara brings the story of the servant, the maidservant of, of Rebbe's house, without criticizing her for davening that eventually that Rebbe's life should terminate when she saw how much suffering there was. Now, of course, we're not allowed to do anything at all to hasten the death of a person. Uh, the important halachot is to, to what degree we can intervene to keep a person alive if they are naturally at the end of their days. And we don't intervene, we just support and help um, if the person is dying. But we certainly can't assist the death in any kind of way at all. What about with prayer? What about with davening? If the person is really suffering and really wants to go, is it okay to, to daven? And from that Gomorrah to Vot, it seems almost as if that's, that's in order because she's not criticized. 
It's on that that Rabbi Kivega just puts a little note and says, see the run in the Dorim Daf Mem, which is our page of Gomorrah today. Have a look at the run. What's the case there? There the Gomorrah brings a case of a Talmidim, Rabbi Akiva Shechala, one of Rabbi Akiva's Talmidim, who became ill. And people were not, the Talmidim Chachomim, were not going there to visit him. But Rabbi Akiva did go to visit him. And because Rabbi Akiva took care of him and honored him and cleaned up his room and made sure that everything that he needed was available to him, because of that attention, this young man survived. And when he recovered, he said to Rabbi, to Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi, you have given me life, you revived me. Yatsar Rabbi Akiva Vidarash. Rabbi Akiva was so moved by the impact of his action that this visit to the, to the sick student, he was just concerned that no one was visiting him and he went to visit him to realize that visit saved the individual's life. He went and he gave shirim and droshes in the town and he said, call me she'en mevakir cholim. If anybody avoids or doesn't go to visit sick people, that's like a capital offense. You're killing, you're murdering somebody by not visiting them. When Rav Dimi came, he said even more than that. He said that one who, does, who visits a sick person can cause him life. He can actually be responsible for the survival of that, of that patient. And anybody who doesn't do that, not visiting somebody, could cause his death. It's not just a passive thing, well, I didn't have time to visit somebody. But maybe you caused that person's death by not visiting. My grandma asked the Gemara, what's the cause? How do you cause death by not doing anything? Um, maybe you can say that if you visit somebody who's ill, you daven for the person, you're moved, you empathize, you see their suffering, and it causes you to daven in a deeper way, and we explain that quality of tefillah in the matmonim of that ketuvot daf kufdalit, that there's a different quality of davening when you're confronted with the person and empathize with the person for whom you're davening. And anybody who doesn't visit the sick person, Davens that the person should die, she Does that actually mean so? Elas is the Gemara. Anybody who doesn't visit a sick person, he doesn't daven for mercy. He doesn't daven for taking care of the person, neither that he should live nor that he should die. And we see from there an approach that one thing is for sure, we certainly can pray for a person who's dying. That, that they should be comfortable and, and that they should be taken care of. And that's why the Gemara says here, if you don't visit a person at all who's ill, then you're not being mevakesh rachamim, you're not asking Hashem to be kind to him, not to save him and not, and not to take his life in, in a calm and easy way. Now we'll explain that in a moment, but let's have a look at the run, that, that run to which uh, Rabbi Kivegi was referring. The run says... It seems to be that from here we learn that there are times where you can daven for a person to die because they're in such pain and so suffer and so and, and such suffering. Now it's not very clear to me where the run sees this in the Gemara because 
Um, yes, it, it's true that it says, uh, to, that's possible that it doesn't mean that you daven that the person should die, that you pray the person should die. It simply means that there should be rachamim, that Hashem should be merciful and kind to this person, whether he lives or whether he dies. But the run seems to understand that there are times where that mercifulness requires the person to die, and one can pray for that. For example, if the person is terribly in, in terrible pain and suffering, and he just can't stand living anymore, it's just enough. And we see that in the case of Rebbe, and the Ran references the Gemara in Ksubas Daf Kuftalid with the maidservant of, of Rebbe, who actually davened that he should be allowed to go. And therefore, it says in our Gemara, says the Ran, that if you visit a sick person, your prayer can help him to live. Because if you're there with the person, it's a much more powerful davening. <coughs> and if you don't visit the sick person, not only aren't you helping him extend his life, but even in the case where he might get benefit from dying, it might ease his suffering, even that you're not helping him with. So you're not helping the sick person in any way, neither to facilitate his recovery or to ease his death. That's how the run learns it. And that's the link that Rabbi Kivega makes from the Gomorrah and Subas to our Gomorrah, uh, in implying that there are cases where it's permissible to daven that a person passes away comfortably and easily. The Rosh is a little bit different. And the Rosh says on our Gemara uh, that if you don't go and visit somebody, you don't have the opportunity to pay, 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 pray either for his recovery or for his death. This is a terrible thing to avoid or to omit going to visit a person. Because if you did visit the person, you would daven for them. That's what happens. You see somebody in pain and suffering, you turn to Hashem and you say, help this person. And it might be a time that Hashem is open to responding to your tefillah. And then your davening is heard. And, um, and, and Hashem could respond. And therefore, since you did not have that opportunity to dive into Hashem in a way where Hashem might have responded and saved this person's life. And therefore the person dies because you weren't there to pray for him. And there's a certain responsibility to, to feel in that. So he's not talking, the Rosh does not say that one can pray for the person to die. Uh, on the contrary, he just says by not praying for the person to live, one becomes indirectly responsible for the person's death. Um, but I want to notice, and would like you to notice, the, the wording that's used that we mentioned right in the beginning. What is the Gemara saying here? According to the run, I understand why the Gemara says that if you don't visit the sick person, you're not praying for him either for him to survive or for him to die. Uh, I understand the run because those are two potential prayers. You could daven for his recovery and you could daven for his death. But according to the Rosh, that you don't daven for the person's death, you only daven for the person to survive. And the problem of not visiting him is because you don't have the opportunity for positive prayer. Why does the Gemara actually say, The Gemara should just say, if you don't visit a person, you don't have the opportunity to daven, to daven for him. What's this What does that mean according to the Rosh? And it would seem to be that that one of the worst things is is apathy. 
if you're with the person and you're empathizing with the person and you're feeling the person's pain, even if it's making you feel that you would like the person's death to be hastened because he's in such pain, like the maidservant of, 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 Rabbi, of Rabbi Huda Anassi's house who davened for his uh, speedy passing away when, he saw what, when she saw what pain he was in. Even that is not apathetic. And so according to the run, what she did was the right thing. But even if we say what she did was not really the right thing, and one shouldn't have that, but at least you're engaged. At least you're with the person and you're feeling the person and you want the person either to live or you want the person to die peacefully, but you're not disconnected. You're not detached. That's the worst. To be absent, not to be there at all. And that's the culture. If you don't visit a sick person, then you're not davening at all. Says the Rosh, you should be davening that he lives. But even if you daven that he dies peacefully, that's better than not being there at all, than being absent altogether. And so we see how this apathy, uh, the Chazal see that as something so negative, uh, how important it is to be present for somebody, uh, to, for somebody to feel the caring, somebody to feel the empathy and to feel the connection that has the power to do amazing miracles for that person and even if it doesn't save their lives at least there's the ease of the person knowing they're not alone but to be absent and disengaged from a person who's suffering is apathetic and cruel and something that Torah doesn't encourage us ever to be. Mm-hmm.